Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. So as they'll say, move over, babe, here comes the judge. So Aaron Judge reaches the 60 home run milestone. It looks like he's going to pass Roger Maris, which we all kind of figured. Just a matter of time. So the Yankees with a very thrilling uh, two games, you know, very brief two games against the Pittsburgh Pirates to kind of close out that four-game set. So the Yankees overall for the season take it three games to one. But again, uh, the big news, of course, Aaron Judge tying the babe, reaching number 60, and not only doing that, but doing it in an exciting fashion, probably one of the more exciting games of the year is a walk-off grand slam by the struggling Gio Carl Stanton. Um, again, a lot of good things to take away from that game, but also a lot of negatives, so kind of break that all down for you. But before we do, if you haven't done it already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, Section 420 Talking Yankees. Be with you the whole way the rest of the season. We'll cover the Aaron Judge passing Roger Maris, which is going to happen probably with any game now. As in, again, we'll see where he lands uh, for the season and in baseball history. So, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates in town. Um, to finish, finish out the uh, final two games. Again, the Yankees split 1-1 there in Pittsburgh. Uh, losing the first one, but then having an offensive onslaught in the second game, winning 16 to nothing. They would do something similar in the second game of this set. Uh, but, you know, for the Yankees, they're getting a little good news before, you know, even before the pitch was thrown. Harrison Bader finally back joining the team. Well, not really back. I mean, you know, he never really played for the Yankees, but nevertheless out of the boot in a uniform and playing on the field for New York Yankees. And he actually had a, a pretty uh, darn good debut there, the uh, Bronxville, New York native, uh, Yankee fan growing up. So for him, it's probably like a dream come true. Uh, now in the game, itself it didn't really get interesting until like the later innings the game um it was kind of moving it took a while to sort of both offenses to get, uh, get it going there uh but in the fifth already down one nothing beta the new guy with an rbi single so makes an impact scores cabrera ties the game at that point one one and then shortly after trevino with a little flare to center field that dropped in and you saw you know it's part of the reason why they like beta with his speed not only his speed just kind of his aggressive you know, aggressiveness on the bases, kind of jumps, leaps at the bases, kind of two hands out like uh, Superman. We saw that a little bit with Ben Attendi. So, uh, ba- you know, Beta's kind of like that too. Just, you know, really runs hard, plays hard, runs in the field hard, does everything hard. So uh, you kind of understand at least why uh, Cashman is, was uh, attracted by the raw talent there. Able to score, puts the Yankees ahead at that point, two to one. And then again, Beta with another opportunity in the sixth. The Yankees are down three to two. Um, scores two on a single with the infield drawed in. Uh, brings in Donaldson and Cabrera. Again, it turns a 3-2 Yankee deficit to a 4-3 uh, Yankee lead at the point. And this is when it started to get interesting in the later innings. Um, in the seventh inning, Lou Trevino on. In relief, serves up a solo home run to uh, Brian Reynolds. Solo shot, gives away the lead. And then Loisica had to come in, sort of clean up the mess there. Actually, actually had a second and third uh, two-out situation, but uh, luckily able to strike out the dangerous O'Neill Cruz. And O'Neill Cruz, you know, he's guy's almost like the left-handed version Aaron Judge. Guy's like, you know, six foot seven, and when he connects, he can hit the ball like 500 miles. So big strikeout there in a dangerous bit, uh, spot for Loisaga, and just keeps the Yankees' deficit at that point down to five to four. But again, in the eighth, um, they stuck with Loisaga there, and would need a situation where Holmes have to come in to, to clean up his mess. But unfortunately, Holmes has added fuel to the fire. So with two runners on. Holmes serves up a three-run home run to Rodolfo Castro. And this is this kind of goes back into the you know previous episode I mentioned with this team. Two things that, you know, problems the Yankees have is one, not sure really about Cole, and two, Clay Holmes. I mean, he's just, you know, he's just kind of been lost. We've you know, been seeing him not being the Holmes of the first half of the season. And again, this is gonna be a serious concern going into the playoffs. You know, you're facing the best of the best, and you really have no really no confidence really in anyone in that bullpen. You know, I know Loisica's had a good uh, um, good season, and you know, like, the, and you see, you know, you get a good, good moments from Wandy Peralta and stuff like that. But really, consistently, you know, you have really no one you have faith in that bullpen, and it's going to be an issue. And but I'll get back into that, um, you know, back to the action. So, uh, you know, down eight four, 
Now, of course, you know, some people, obviously everyone was kind of, you know, there to see Judge. So, you know, a few people left, even though the score, you know, the Yankees were down by four runs, but it did, a few people did leave. You got to understand now that this is back to school season. So you have a lot of people with kids and stuff like that and have to go back to Westchester or Jersey like that. Uh, so, so some fans did leave, but there still was a decent sized crowd. And at least, you know, Judge, you know, uh, made it worth it for them. So in the ninth inning, again, the Yankees down eight to four on the mound for the Pittsburgh, Will Crow. I guess, you know, Crow is the proper name there because he really uh, he really ate some Crow in this inning. Probably, um, probably one of the you know biggest blown games you, you can imagine and go for the Yankees. So Judge leading off, able to uh, crush a ball to the left field bleaches there. His 60th of the season, place explodes, goes crazy. And actually the kid who got the ball, uh, so it's like a 20-year-old kid, um, you know, could have been a situation where you could have held out and maybe tried to get some money for it or made a whole big thing, but he actually gave the ball right up. Like, basically, he just gave it up for him and his buddies. He got a couple of autographs by Judge, and I think he got an autograph bat. And supposedly that ball, they say, could have been worth $50,000. Again, it's all speculation. But, uh, you know, kid was a big Yankee fan, big Judge fan. So, whatever, he did the right thing there, I guess, in his eyes. Uh, and at least for the Yankees, uh, pulled them within the 8-4. to four. And then the Yankees, after that, Rizzo doubled. Uh, Glebo Torres would draw a walk. And then Donaldson would get a single there. Not enough for Rizzo to score. So, they had the bags juice and stand up. And, again, Stanton been struggling mightily. I had struck out two times previous in the game itself, but on a 2-2 pitch, uh, waited on an 89-mile-per-hour um, changeup and able to just lace it. It was almost like a line drive to left field. It kind of got, you know, this typical golf swing uh, went kind of this, you know, very low, almost like a low, you know, call it like a low home run to kind of just sort of bailing and went over the wall there in left field, but enough, uh, again, to get over. And, of course, the thrilling grand slam, uh, again, the fourth spot, uh, sealing a Yankees comeback, an unbelievable comeback, uh, nine to eight over the Pittsburgh Pirates there. Uh, but of course, all the focus, you know, even though that's an amazing way to win a game there, of course, the focus was on Judge hitting his 60 home run of the season uh, in the game. And overall, for, uh, we got to also look at, you know, big, big you know, moment for Beta there and great debut, you know, going two for four, three RBIs, scored a run himself. Now, Nestor Cortez did start this game for the Yankees. Uh, just went five innings, only gave it one earned run. So quality start. He scattered five hits there. Uh, but, you know, as I sort of mentioned in the previous episode, you know, Cortez, he's probably, you know, come playoff time, he's probably, this is probably the form. He's probably only going to go about five innings, more or less. I mean, unless he just really gets on a roll there. Uh, so, again, the Yankees need the bullpen, uh, especially in games like him, because he's not going to go seven or eight innings. He's probably only going to go five innings. So games he starts. You need guys that are bullpen you rely on. And kind of just got to expand what I mentioned earlier. I guess by default, you have to have Holmes as your closer, but you can't have any faith in him right now. Chapman is Chapman. You just, you're just you not going to have any faith in him. Britain's with the team right now. That Now, he compla- he um, mentioned that he's officially done with his rehab assignment. They haven't made any official moves yet for him to join the team. So, I don't know. It was about a week left, a week so. Maybe he gets some work in and maybe consider him for the closer. I don't know. Um, but, again, the Yankees have, you know, you, you liked it a couple of seasons ago where the Yankees had like at least you set the expectation who was coming out. It used to be like Chad Green for the, the six. And then you kind of mix match a little bit with Britain and Chapman. At least you had one, two, three. You knew who was coming out of the bullpen. Now with the Yankees, you could you don't, you, you don't know who's going to come out. You don't, you know, you don't have any sort of established order there. And that kind of helps the pitches because in their mind, they know, all right, this is my inning. I better start getting ready and warmed up and stuff like that. Well, if a pitcher's not kind of sure when you know they're going to come out, it's just sort of hard to get their mind in the game there. So I just think Yankees are a real big trouble there. Um, again, they got to figure it out, uh, you know, because, again, you can't have Holmes at this point serving on three-run home runs and the way he's been struggling. Um, 
he's not going to get, you know, imagine being in Houston, try to get some big outs there. It's just not going to happen there. So again, Yankees really got to figure out that bullpen. And I think that's going to be ultimately what does them in, you know, in years past the Yankees in the playoffs has always been the offense doing nothing. I think now this time around, it's going to be the offense, not going to be the problem. It's going to be the it's going to be the bullpen, and, and unfortunately, I hate to, I hate to say it, but I just I can see it. That's just going to be their downfall. I think they'll make some noise. They'll probably get past the first round, but getting past the championship series or winning the World Series, you need a championship bullpen, a championship closer. The Yankees have neither right now, so they have possibilities, but they just not have, you know right now. So you know you're excited about the nine eight win, but the bigger concern is Holmes giving up a huge home run there. And yeah, okay, you know, you also like the idea that the Yankees didn't panic in the ninth inning. They're like, all right, down four runs, we got this, no problem. Okay, you like that aspect, and they just drop a five spot, but you know, you're not going to be facing the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm telling you right now, and Will Crow in, in come the playoff time. So, nevertheless, the Yankees take the first game in the Thriller ninth yet to eight, which then brings the Yankees to the second game. And this one was over before he even started. It's now, really, the big story of this one was the return of Luis Severino. So the Yankees getting Bader. Uh, in the first game, and now this game, getting Luis Severino back and been the IL forever. And this, I mean, even though you look at the Yankee offensive onslaught in this game, that's okay. But really, the big news was a good start, a strong start for Severino. And, and again, that's really good news for the Yankees. And again, maybe that becomes a solution for the bullpen. I don't know. You know, if he's throwing effectively, uh, we've seen the Yankees in the past out of the bullpen. He seems to be okay with it. That might be the answer. I mean, I'd rather have maybe Severino up there at this point than maybe like Chapman or Holmes. So, Again, something maybe the Yankees might consider. That's the fact that, you know, Severino's back. You know, I don't know. I mean, he'll probably maybe get one or two more starts in. But, you know, is, is he going to have enough arm strength to, you know, go deep into the playoffs? We don't know yet. But nevertheless, the game itself. Now, this game was over in the first inning. And, of course, you know, fans are now expecting Judge to hit a home run every at-bat. And, of course, the place is quite full, filled up. Now, in the first, there, Judge up. Hits a double. And, you know, you, no, normally you cheer for that. But, of course, the fans want the home run. So, you hear a couple of groans. But, nevertheless... Uh, judge got a base, but the, this game was over uh, with the bases loaded in the first inning. Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera clears the bags with a grand slam, puts the Yankees up four to nothing, and it was a historical home run. So if you remember the, the previous game before, uh, the Yankees win, win the game on Stanton's grand slam. Now you have the next inning for the Yankees starting a game with a grand slam, and it was the first time in, I guess, 100-plus years of baseball that's ever happened. So a record-breaking home run there for, for Stanton and Cabrera record break of grand slams, but more importantly, puts the Yankees up four to nothing and gives uh, Severino some room to work with. Uh, and this game was pretty much a layer for the whole way. Uh, by the fifth inning, you know, it was sealed it up. Donaldson with an RBI double, put the Yankees up at that point six to one. And again, they took uh, Seve out after five innings, which you figure, you know, he's going to be on a pitch count anyways, first game back from the IL, uh, but a very good start for him. Five innings, um, just giving up one earned run, but fans six, only one walk. So good control there. Up in his record to six and three, it's just kind of crazy. You know, only has six wins just to show you how much time he's missed this season. But again, great news for the Yankees. But got a little interesting there in the, in the eighth inning. Uh, so Torres would lead off the inning uh, with with a home run. Uh, so put the Yankees up at that point, seven to two. But you know, at this point, you figure Judge's last at bat, Judge would not. You know, it was in seventh inning. You figure he would not get another crack at the bat unless the Yankees put a rally together, and they would do so and kind of tease the fans a little bit. Uh, the Yankees actually plate seven guys. Um, send guys, seven guys to the plate during the inning, which would give Judge another at-bat. So up against the lefty stout. And, of course, the fans figure, you know, since it was such an un- improbable way of Judge to get this at-bat, you figure, all right, now he's going to do something improbable, like hit a home run or, off a lefty, which you figure Judge has the advantage here. Uh, but, unfortunately, this guy stout didn't even come close. I mean, it wasn't an intentional walk, but it was kind of those inten- unten- unintentional, intentional sort of walks. Missed badly on four pitches and w- walked Judge on four pitches. And, of course, the crowd was pissed. 
showering stout with booze because they're there. You know, they figured, you know, they got teased a little bit and they figured, oh, maybe something special is going to happen this inning. Nevertheless, um, they would have to settle for no home runs by Judge. They have to wait another day. But Torres, who led off the inning with a home run, hit his second home run in the inning. So two home runs for Torres in the same inning there. Again, this was a this point of blowout. Uh, put the Yankees up 14-2. to two. So that's like a two touchdowns versus a safety there. So you almost get into football territory. And for Torres, you know, good for him. Uh, great night, three for four. Hit his 23rd home run of the season. Again, uh, we saw Tor- Torres reemerge a little bit a few weeks ago. It was kind of mediocre in that Milwaukee series. But uh, again, if Torres is going to start to tee off a little bit, uh, again, definitely good news for the Yankees. And finally, maybe get Stanton to wake up. Uh, that'd be great as well. Rizzo kind of is coming back. Seems okay defensively as well as with the bat. So not really weren't there. And DJ supposedly working his way back too, again, uh, nursing that sore toe. So if he gets into some of these guys hitting right around this time as we're kind of closing out September, again, it's October. Again, that's just where you want to be. But of course, the question marks are with the Yankee bullpen. And of course, with the win, uh, Yankees uh, reached the 90 win mark. So 90 and 58. Have a pretty comfortable lead, six and a half games over Toronto and ALEs. Again, it's not official, official yet, but they pretty much have that wrapped up. And now we'll entertain the Boston Red Sox come to town. So, again, likely Judge is going to do this against the Boston Red Sox, which is kind of fitting there. So, there we go with the Yankees. Judge reaching 60, tying Babe Ruth, um, just around, just inches away from tying Maris's and, of course, surpassing him. And, of course, a lot of people are going to say that that's the real home run record, just with all the allegations with, you know, Maguire, Sosa, and Bonds. You know, as I predicted, they would. I mean, they're going away from coverage on ESPN and MLB Network uh, for when Judge comes at bat. So it is getting national attention. It doesn't have that same buzz as the whole Sosa McGuire of 98 or the, or the Barry Bonds situation or even when Barry Bonds was going after Hank Aaron's home run total. It's close. It's not there yet. So you just probably, you know, it, it but, you know, but, but a lot of people are going to say that the Judge home run record is the true one. And Again, it's very early, but, you know, uh, Charlie Steiner of the Steiner Sports, you know, the, the autograph stuff, supposedly, um, he's predicting that the home run ball by Judge, uh, the 62, would be worth $2.5 million. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm sure it'd be worth a chunk. $2.5 million, that's a lot for a ball. I don't know. Again, because it's not really technically the home run record. Uh, technically, the home run record would be 74. So I'm not sure how that works. But nevertheless, uh, the Yankees carry on there. So, Again, they just have to figure out the bullpen situation, but getting some hitting, getting good starting pitching back with Severino, so that's good news there. So not all doom and gloom, but got to figure out what's going on in the eighth and ninth inning because that's going to be crucial come playoff time. So Section 420 Talking Yankees, thanks for checking out the episode, and we'll catch you after the Boston series. 